In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast with me, Ian. I'm joined by David. Say hello, David. Hello, David. And joining us, first ever Glovers Cast proper, is a former Glovers Cast quiz champion, Rob Manley. Welcome to the show. Hello, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Uh, it is quite illustrious uh, company I'm in. The former Glovers Cast quiz champion and the reigning Glovers Cast quiz champion. It's uh, <laughs> It's almost, I almost feel like an awkward gooseberry between you. <laughs> there is no oh, quiz tonight. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good one. I still can't believe it took you uh, that long to get Wayne Gray. <laughs> I was in my lunch in the garden screaming, Wayne Gray, Wayne Gray, after about six <laughs> seconds. Yeah. You still wouldn't give me two on though because I didn't have the others. Yeah. It, well, Ian uh, insists that he screams, names of footballers at uh at everybody else's quiz uh, so that's why I, I gave him a go yeah. well should we talk about yesterday a result another win two in a row yeah. and uh a massively entertaining game rob you were there in person yeah yeah uh, it was good and dave you uh you made a little joke didn't you i'm, I'm seeing a, a lot of popularity about a joke that you made what? yesterday one one <laughs> uh one Popular, popular comment, I think. Well, I've yeah. seen it a few times. Um, yeah. yeah. And what, what, so how did you, what were you? I was on the stream. Yeah. So you may say I'm a streamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's very good. For, for, for the people out there that never even heard of John Lennon, then uh, that probably doesn't mean a great deal, but there we go. <laughs> Google it. And it was a last minute discovery that you could stream it as well, it wasn't was. it? It was. Yeah. 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 Literally. Um, yeah, Sheridan uh, Robbins actually messaged from, I think she was at Exeter, wasn't she, on one mm. Saturday uh, covering that game. And she messaged saying, do you have any idea why the stream's available today? I'm like, is it? <laughs> um, but it turned out, yeah, when it's an international break, then um, a stream is available. So we quickly tried to uh, notify the village elders or the um, <laughs> the, the the club supporters um, <laughs> via a, a quick fire social media post and uh yeah probably uh made national league tv a couple of quid i'd imagine mm. are there know. many village elders on social media oh many village elders <laughs> yeah that's all there is on social media yeah people <laughs> people who are alarmed and uh, distressed by everything that's social media for you unless you're upset by everything <laughs> so there was a couple of changes to the starting lineup in uh uh, young Zach Bell coming in for Jamie Sendles White, which was a fairly, fairly mm-hmm. obvious one. And Sonny Blue Low Everton, uh, who did he come in for? Uh, Reese Murphy. Reese Murphy, yeah. And right. moving uh, Worthy into left midfield. Um, I don't know if that was a surprise or not, but I think perhaps the the 
fact that Josh Hours stayed in the team surprised some. I don't know what the view was on your side of the pitch, Rob, when you turned up. I was glad he was playing. Mm. I was glad he was starting. I was glad he was playing. He deserved it. He was uh, a real positive on Tuesday, wasn't he? He uh, he gets around the pitch really well. Um, I know we didn't get to see much of him last season, but fortunately working in Clifton, I worked with a few Bristol City fans who talked a lot about him when he came and I know they liked him. Um, I think they just felt he maybe stagnated in their youth team. So when we know or when we saw that we were getting him full time, um, I was chuffed. So I'm glad he's getting a bit of joy now. Um, I, I'm sure we'll get on and talk about it a little later on once we talk about the post-match and stuff. But I get the sense Cooper doesn't enjoy um, giving him a thumbs up now and again. He seems quite quite hard to give him a, yeah, Josh played really well today. Um, so uh, we'll he, he really with... tried to get some some uh, something out of him in the pre-match press conference. Fine. You're fine. He was a bit rusty first <laughs> off, but he came into it. Um, yeah, I was, it was glad to see Josh. Um, I think we were stood, we, I, I caught up with a, with a couple of the fellas um, before the game behind the behind the, the Thatcher's Terrace. And um, I think when the team sheet came through, the one the one question we were talking about was how does Sonny and Worthy, how do they fit into it and where did they fit? Uh, and we were trying to figure out what formation would it be? Would it be a, like a 4 one 2 uh, one behind two strikers or how would it all piece together so um i don't know how you saw it but when when they lined up I, it looked like sunny was playing quite high again um probably of those midfielders he looked quite high up um but yeah it was good to see good to see josh in and and i think it's nice to see sunny in as well i still struggle to see at points or if he's struggling to sort of understand what role he plays for us but i think the more he plays um the more sort of they'll find the best way to use him so yeah it was interesting to see it yeah, see, I thought where after the match, Mark, well, I might have been before, and in his pre-match interview, he he wanted Worthy higher up on that yeah. left-hand side because of how he played against uh, Western, because yeah, he, exactly. he did give them problems and thought he could, you know, make those late runs into the box. Yeah, um, that's what he said, right? Didn't quite come off in that first half, but we started brightly, and another set piece, set piece special, a Chris Todd special, it seems that. Um, He's the one doing the work, but good ball in and big Frank on the mark again. I tell you what, I was a good header, right? I've, I've watched it on the um, I've watched it on the the highlights before, and he does very well to sort of stand and jump, get above one or two of those defenders because they weren't they weren't small, were they? Um, but he's such a he's such a he's such a bloke, and he's so big. He just gets up, rises like a salmon, and pops it in the back of the net. We were very happy about it. I have to say, Jordan Young's delivery from corners as well is fantastic. Um, we, uh, we've had a few decent uh, set-piece specialists, but he's definitely becoming one, especially after um, Tuesday night. And it was his corner, wasn't it, for Sindel's yeah. White's goal? Yeah. And, um, and obviously his free kick as well. So, yeah, yeah, he's, um, I mean, he was probably a bit quieter, Jordan Young, uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, yesterday. But Saturday. Then he was. Um, then he was against Western. But um, yeah, I thought. I thought. Yeah, his delivery was very good. And like you say, Nublay was the Johnny <laughs> yeah. on the spot. He was, and so, and I said on commentary, I said, what we really need to happen here is do what we did on Tuesday, go and get that second goal, and not let them back into the game, and and not you know. Seed control of this 
position. Dave, while you were watching on the silent stream um, and could see things unfolding, how how did you view what happened after we scored that goal and what was your impression of what was happening in front of you? Uh, well, I wasn't silent because I did have your commentary running about 20 seconds, but well, <laughs> 10 seconds behind the actual, the actual game. Um, but yeah, we did exactly what you said we shouldn't do. I think <laughs> uh, we kind of uh, sat back, let them let them come into it, and the uh, I'm going to call him the boy Gravata uh, down down the left. Uh, he did uh, get a lot of damage, didn't he? Whenever he when whenever they got the ball, I mean, I, I thought, and I know everybody said it, um, they were a very good side. Mm, um, Eastbourne, yeah. I thought probably the best side I've seen us play this season. I mean, St Albans were were decent on the ball, but they didn't um, have a threat in the same way that um, that I thought Eastbourne did. But they looked very comfortable on the ball, and yeah, when when they got it out to uh, Gravata on the uh, on the wing, then he well, I don't know whether it was him and his ability or or Zach Bell having a bit of a stinker, um, but or a combination of the two, but he was getting all sorts of joy out of um, that side. And no surprise that both goals, he was involved in both of them, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and I, yeah. I think there was a bit of freedom on the other side as well. I, d- I mean, it felt like a lot was coming down the left, but there were points where it felt like Eastbourne Borough had, you know, a pick of which wing they could, they could come down really. We were quite narrow, given that we had, you know, midfielders who generally cut inside. Um, so we were quite narrow without the ball and they just seemed to be able to get round us with their wing back system. Um, they were, I thought they were a good example of how Cooper wants us to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they, they did everything that he wants us to do. They did it really well for the space of about half an hour in that first half, right? They, they passed through the lines, they passed it quick, they moved off the ball, one-touch football, moving it around, and they cut through us. And I know Dave said about St Albans and the others. I mean, I wasn't at the St Albans game, um, but Chelmsford, even Western on Tuesday night here when we were there watching it, I mean, even in that game, that quick sort of movement, fast football, it really does cause us problems on the ground from a defensive point of view. We just don't ever seem to be too set for it. Um, And I think that's what Cooper wants us to do. And we're not quite we're not quite doing it like that at the minute. But um, Eastbourne were decent. They were they were a good side. I think just before we get to their goals as well, we don't want to miss out the double save from um, Mr. Joe Day from the free kick and the uh, and the follow up from it because I think that was before Nubel's goal, right? Yeah, I, I don't I, <laughs> I don't yes. know. It was a real you know it's a quick couple of saves in quick succession, but yeah. that first one. Unreal. I, I I have no idea how when you look I mean, at that still that you took the screenshot of. I know, yeah. He's like totally on the other side of the goal with two Eastbourne players there, just sort of there you go, just smash it in the corner. And yeah. fortunately they didn't get very good connection on it. But uh, how yeah, in I that mean, position it doesn't go in. Tell me about it. I mean yeah, first and foremost, we're real fortunate that that the fella was it number ten I think it was number ten. Then number 10 that, that sort of fell over and, and hit it with his knee rather than any sort of decent connection. That's, that's what gives Day the chance to get across. But, I mean, for a bloke, what is he, 6'2", 6'3"? 
He's, he's, about, point, he's, about, yeah. he's about 250 pounds, right? He's he's heavyweight <laughs> in WWE. He's um, he's a big fella, right? And to be fair to him, he's gone down to his left. He looks like he's sort of stumbled a little bit. To be able to get up and get across, like, fair play to him. He is a, he's a proper keeper. Yeah. And then the second later, I think it was Gravato, wasn't it? Had a... Um... Yeah. And he and he turned that one turned that one yeah. wide as well. So yeah, two amazing saves um, in the space of well, yeah, yeah I think, seconds. I think the, the angle second... we were as well. It's uh, in the commentary box, not too dissimilar from the the camera. And yeah. I just I thought it was in because he hit yeah. it so cleanly and struck it so well. But yeah, that strong left hand and managed to steer it over the bar. Yeah, I remember Grant Smith making one real similar to it last year against Gateshead at home, I think, when we beat him 3-1. And it looked like there was one where he was sort of stood up, looked like he left a whole lot of the goal to his left-hand side. And, and it almost looked like it was going around him. And he's picked that one out. The day's done exactly the same today. Slightly different, nice height for him. But still to be stood up that tall, it's not... Because the shot was quite close, right? Just yeah. outside the box on the corner. So he's close to him. He's hit it well. He's bending in. He's got to make the save. It's a, it's a hell of a hell of a hand. And... To be fair, I don't think Will Buse probably makes those two saves. Um, and that changes the complexion of the game, right? That keeps us nil-nil and allows us to go and put one in at the other end. So, um, yeah, all credit to, to Joe Day. Whatever Phil Osborne's got him eating for breakfast is working because he was uh, he was quality. Comparing Joe Day to Grant Smith, that's a big... That's a big he's, he's punchy, isn't he, for his, yeah. uh, for his, for his debut? I mean, look. <laughs> he's got a way to go yet, right? He's got a way to go yet. And Grant Smith is certainly getting some plaudits from what I've seen for his uh, how he started his life at Bromley right now. But we, I think we can all agree Day's made a hell of a difference, right? He, he He's kept us in a few games with the saves that he's made. He made some at Western as well. Um, he's done he's done very well since he's come in. And it's not a slant on, on, on UC either because I think he's been a little bit hard done by too. But um, Day does make a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. rely on him. I think, um, as I say, you feel a lot more comfortable with him there because you know he's got the experience of having been there, and also, uh, as you say, he's he, he can and pull those um, pull those saves out. I don't think he's done anything wrong, has he? Not at all. I mean, in that second goal, I don't know what you what you saw for their second goal, but again, it just looked it looks so easy for him, right? They just look like they danced through. No tackle, dancing through, missed tackle, missed block. They looked like there might have been a turn, a turn of the back at some point as well from one of them. It just looked real messy. But I don't know if it was just because they were so shell shocked that they'd gone and conceded the first one that the second one just hit them. Yeah, I think there was that little spell where they just they pressed us high. We tried to play out from the back, and I think Morgan Williams slipped a few times. It felt like in that first half, he kept slipping over. And they just managed to, I don't know, it seemed like as soon as Williams picked up the ball, they put pressure on him and forced mistakes. And then they just piled on a little bit. And like I said, both goals, they, they, they managed to cut through and put them away. And it was, like you said, shell-shocked, I think, those two in just such quick succession. And they were pretty much, they're pretty much in control. Largely, there was a few. We had a few spells of like neat football. There was that one where I think it ends up with Jordan Young shooting when there's a little nice combination just outside yeah. their 18 yard box, and probably some of the nicest football we've played. But 
the irony of all of it is that our equaliser just before half time comes from Sonny booting it down the channel, um, just hoping Frank Nuble can get onto it. And <laughs> their keeper, their keeper did play on the edge, didn't he? He liked to come out a few times. He came out, but that one. Frank manages to connect to it, and I, I swear it's the slowest goal I've ever seen go in. Yeah, we thought we thought it had gone wide, it looked wide, it looked wide or high from where we were sat. When it nestled in and people started cheering, it, I, yeah, we thought it had gone. We thought it was a goal kick. <laughs> it was as close to it as it could possibly be, I think. Yeah, but fair play to him, right? He meant that, didn't he? Yeah. He, 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 he played for that, he meant that. It was, he's he seen the keeper coming and he's done exactly what he's wanted to do, putting over his head. So, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Frank did a huge amount else in that first half, bar than being a focal point. <laughs> yeah. He was getting a bit. He was getting a bit of stick in the main stand for for um, taking his time to get back on side, which was quite amusing. <laughs> for a few of the a few of the oldies sat behind me and um, me and Dad and and Luca. Um, there was a few that weren't happy with him, but hell of a finish! Like that is that's a hell of a finish, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, and throughout that little spell where we let in the two goals and really let Eastbourne Burger get on top, Mark Cooper and uh, Chris Todd were stood next to each other, arms folded, deep in conversation, and like really like studious over what they were watching in front of them. So you kind of knew something was coming at halftime, as often tends to be the case when things aren't going quite well. And despite us being level I think it was pretty clear that Eastbourne tactically were it just wasn't working for us and they were able to get through us quite easily so I wasn't surprised to see the switch and see Charlie Cooper and well was I surprised to see Jake Hyde I'm not sure felt like you could have had either him or or Reese Murphy but those changes took place and we went to a back three and it seemed to immediately do the job yeah, yeah, certainly felt a lot more comfortable um, with Morgan Williams playing in defence. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he, he did anything wrong. Uh, I, I personally wasn't surprised to see Sonny because um, I, I wasn't really sure. I didn't really notice him a great deal in the in the, in the first half, so I wasn't really yeah. surprised to see him withdrawn. Um, like you say, Hyde or Murphy, I can only assume Hyde didn't play Tuesday. Murphy did, so that's the reason. Um, and maybe they thought hides a little bit more um what's the word agricultural you know not <laughs> agricultural but he's he's a he's, 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 yeah exactly he's a big he's a um, yeah exactly yeah he's more of that kind of a striker than reese murphy who's um you know a bit more of your um uses his, his pace and his skill and his trickery a bit more doesn't he but but yeah, so probably not surprised to see Sonny come on and then it, it could have been one or other of them but certainly well, I say Gravata, who I thought was the player of the match for the for the first half, definitely the best player out there. Didn't really get a sniff in the second half, did he? So um, that shows you the, the the difference that the tactical changes made. I don't think Mark Cooper is very happy about having to make the changes, was he? he mentioned that on several occasions, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was he was Aggie. Let's yeah. say he was Aggie after we scored that first goal. And we end up sort of reverting to the type in terms of rather than going for the jugular and trying to stay high and keep doing all the good stuff that we did do. And we sort of sat back and defended like we did. He was he was livid 
for about 20 minutes. He wasn't happy. Um, and I know he gets a lot of stick. As soon as we concede that second goal, all the anger is diverted straight onto him. Um, he does well to brush it off, to be fair, because it was loud. There was a lot of, get it gone, Cooper, and all that <laughs> malarkey. You know, there, was, there was a lot of it. Um, and he was, you know, it's clear they weren't doing what he what he wanted them to do and what he'd asked them to do. And he can't go out there and play it for him, right? He just he just needs to he needs to get his message across about how he wants them to do it and then trust they're going to go and execute. I think when the subs came, I wondered whether or not Nubel might have gone because I thought Nubel looked knackered uh, come the end of the first half. Um, I thought he just looked he just looked tired, but you know he they kept him on. Um, there was a little bit of heart and mouth moment first half when the subs came out and um, stadium announcer and the hours had come off. Um, we called out Josh Howard. Josh Howard had been removed. So we were like, "Has he? That's crazy! If he's come off, he's been, you know, he's been, he's been strong." And then you notice that Sonny's not out there. Um, and again, I'm with you, Dave. Really, I just, I just didn't really see where he influenced the game. So I wasn't surprised to see to see him or or Bell come off. Really, could have been probably another one or two that could have been that could have been hauled. But um, I think, I think, I, there's been a lot of talk about Morgan Williams out there as well. I mean, he's. For me, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. He's in year 11 somewhere. I just think he offers us... For me, he's in there as a right-back or a centre-back. He's not in there as a CDM. Um, he's he's great at sort of breaking up play, but the guys don't want to use him for starting for starting football and starting right. attacking. They bypass him a lot. And to bless him, like even in that game and, and the game before, he's coming looking for the ball and they don't want to use him because, you know, for whatever reason, they sort of look past him. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm glad he came out of that CDM role because I think he offers us a lot at the back. Um, his pace is something that we don't have a lot of. So uh, yeah, it was good to see that sort of those sort of moves. And um, I think second half in general, we were we were better, weren't we? Yeah, and we didn't. We brought on Stevens pretty quickly as yeah. well for for Jordan Young, and he quickly made a difference as well, didn't he, Dave? Yeah. Oh no. Well, as you say, electric. As uh, Mark Cooper likes to say, electric pace, and he has he has got it as well. And especially um, in that weather, in that heat, um, you could tell that that there were there were a few tired legs out there, and you could yeah, it almost looked like some of the Eastbourne players were going backwards when they um, uh, when he was uh, he was coming past them. But yeah, you saw what he can bring. Um, and, and if that is him, not 100%, then let's look forward to him 100%. Yeah, but, uh, but I think the thing is, we've got to, um, and yeah, we'll come on to, to, to Josh Alwards, but the chances can be there and you know, maybe PTSD from last season, but we've got to put those chances away, haven't we? Because there were other there were other chances. We said, or Ben certainly said on, um, on Tuesday night, we could have scored four or five. There were there were more goals we could have scored, and you're never going to score all of them. But I think we've we've definitely got to be more ruthless um, in, um, in in taking those chances. And Jordan Stevens certainly going to um, create a lot of chances and hopefully uh, score a few as well. Let's yeah, go on to the goal then. And uh, Josh Hours, right, it's it's a brilliant goal. But it's all the work that goes in before it as well, because I think ball comes to Hyde, Hyde's pass is a bit loose, and ours has to muscle off the man, plays it forward to Worthy. I think it's Worthy gets the cross in, it's cleared, and just yeah, 
I don't know. It just seemed like it was destined to go in. It just opened up nicely, calmly opens up his body with that left foot and just, yeah, I said he caressed it. Nowhere else it was going other than in the net, was it? When it left his foot, that's the only place it was going. But even even before that, he's the one that wins it in in our half. He won it. He won it. He won it himself. And then he he brings it forward. He gets under control and brings it forward. So, you know, he's made that run. And I think on the Jordan Stevens point of view, again, like, you can't please all Yeovil fans, can you? We're a, we're a fickle bunch, right? And um, we're crying out for sort of directness. And Stevens brought that with that sort of positive forward play. Um, quick feet, getting forward, getting behind them. Hours did the same. You know, he wins the ball on the halfway line and he's gone. He takes it forward, he carries it and he follows his run. I think that's the best bit. Even if he's told to sort of hold back and, and protect, he still went forward. Um, and yeah, it was a hell of a finish, right? Lovely. Just cultured, smooth as you like. Curled it in. Lovely stuff. Right-footed players don't score those goals. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> and they never look that great either, right? <laughs> it just bent in. It was lovely. Yeah, really good. And um, happy for him. Happy for him. He um, he deserved it. He's he's made a real big impact, I think, hasn't he, in these, um, in these two games he's been in? Yeah, he's been fine. Yes. <laughs> was the uh, was the main stand going? Why didn't you play him before, Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, it was so hot that <laughs> it, it got a bit scrappy. Passes were going missing. I think did they have? I think um, Eastbourne had another chance. A couple of their subs combined and put the shot wide. Yeah, um, no, that was um I've got it, yeah, the um Emerson, wasn't it? That um yeah. um uh, but it was uh, Sheriff, wasn't it, who who'd who been on um all, all game. But yeah, I'm just looking at the match report here, seven minutes from the uh, from the end, uh they like you say they combined and then how he, he, he would how he doesn't all those... score that. Yeah, how he doesn't yeah. score that and it hits the post, I do not know how he doesn't yeah. score that goal. It is guilt edge, right? Mm. And he, yeah. he he sc- he scored in the week as well, so you'd think he would, uh, yeah, you know, something a bit about him. But I thought, yeah, um, yeah we really, I mean, both teams really struggled. But I know when the final whistle went, they all just seemed to lie down on the floor. Yes, I saw yeah. that. There was there was a point, and I don't know if it was like just because it was right in front of us, where Alex Whittle just had zero energy left. Like he he couldn't run. He there was points where it was like, go on, beat your man and get across in. He just turned back and passed it because yeah. he was just that, like, keeping that whatever resources he had left. Yeah. He was keeping them. Um, yeah, a, a tough afternoon, but a great game of football. Like, I can't remember the last time I watched a game where it was, like, that entertaining and we played all right without having all the, Like, no one seemed to be real... You've said there were people moaning near you, but on the other side, no one really seemed to have those moans and groans about what was going on. Mm. I think it was, I think, again, the sense I got was it's just tense, right? It's just yeah. so tense. <laughs> and I, I say it every week to to the guys that I go with, but like when it gets to 80 minutes and we're a goal up, I say it every week, I look, turn to them and say, you know, we've, we've all seen this story before. We all know what happens here. Just half expecting it to happen. Um, and I mean, look, right, I think it shows, Western shows the importance of taking a chance and getting a two-goal lead because I feel like we need a two-goal lead. Yo, we need a two-goal lead right now. At this minute in time, we need it because 
Three, I'll take yeah, three. Yeah, three or four, we'll take it, right? I but mean, we you need. You said it to me at, at Western yeah. when it was three one. You're like, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, <laughs> two nil is a dangerous scoreline. Yeah. Oh yeah, please yeah. say right. Um, but you see what happens, and I think there was it, it was definitely tense in in the main stand. Um, you know, that last sort of ten minutes, fans are begging them to go and get a, go and get a third and or a fourth and make it comfortable. Um, and I do think I do think we're a little bit passive sometimes. I mean, the two get get the ball in the box. You've got Frank Newble, you've got Jake Hyde in there. When you've got opportunities to put it in, put it in the box because they had legs. Like East Eastbourne had legs. They were young, weren't they? They were young. They were quick. They could get forward quick. And I just felt that we we sometimes take just too many chances. We take too many risks. We play one extra pass that we don't necessarily need to play, or we take one extra turn. When actually you could just float that ball in the box and, you know, you might get a corner from it. You might get a goal. You might force an own goal or something might happen. You could pick up a second ball or whatever. Um, and I think that was definitely coming through in the, in the main stand was just keep trying to go go and go for the kill. Uh, but we ain't we ain't out there playing in 30 degree heat after <laughs> 90 minutes. Right. So it's easy for us to say it. Um, but, yeah, it was tense. And I think I said on I think I put on a. I tweeted after the game. I'd, it would be quite nice just to have a fairly calm game watching Yodel because it just don't happen, do they? It just don't happen. Every one of them's a blooming nightmare, absolute roller coaster. But um, again, that last last four or five seasons, we don't get anything from that game, um, and we're winning without maybe being in fourth or fifth gear at the minute. So I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Three points off the top. Can't Nine games it. played. Yeah. Can, can I ask the two of you, I've had um, uh, the historical Oracle Nigel Dyson get in touch with me. He's got yeah. no statistical um, information to add on. He, he just sent me his thoughts oh, okay. uh, on the on, 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 on the game. But he makes the point that he um, he thought the referee was very good. And I have to say, when I, when I think about it, there were a lot of tackles that I thought um, he let go. Um, mm-hmm. And other def- other referees definitely would have um, would have stopped. Obviously, booked Charlie Cooper because you know that's just what happens, yeah. isn't it? Um, but he seemed to be quite sensible with the getting drinks, people stopping for for drinks, and all of that. I mean, we give referees enough grief, and and, and rightly so. And, and Nigel does point out he starts off thought the, thought the referee was very good. While he missed a blatant handball and obviously made other mistakes, <laughs> we would expect that <laughs> at this level. Um, he let the game flow, and it was about the 22 players, not him. I say we give referees enough grief every week, so I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, didn't really notice him that much, and Are therefore. You sh- are you sure that email's not from last weekend? Because <laughs> I thought the referee yesterday was really picky. All right. And yeah. he was quite on throw-ins. And there there was just a few moments where I thought he was like, just let him play. <laughs> there, there was, and there was a couple of tackles. There was one in the first half, which was quite high. And I thought, I don't think he even gave a foul. But it it was a high a high yeah. one. I don't think he had a bad game, but I thought last week's referee against Chelmsford was good. Even Mark Cooper did. So after the Chelmsford game, after he does his post match, he said referee was good today. I'm going to go and tell him he was good because yeah. I have a moan enough. The fans were craving a yellow card for Eastbourne, weren't they? There'd been a few tackles. I think that the Oval fans weren't particularly happy with because they did uh, when he did give his first one. He did get a. Uh, a bit of a cheer out of the Thatchers for uh, his first yellow. So I think he was, I think he was quite lenient. 
I think there could have been a couple, but I guess it's one of them, right? You know, hot day, people are, it's warm. People are going to be feeling it out there. I think he was lenient. I guess if you set, if you, if you set your stall out early and book someone for the first tackle, you're getting your card out for the rest of the game. So mm -hmm. I think you can look at it both ways. I didn't see him too much. I mean, I don't know if, email, if that email was from last week, but what was the blatant handball? Are we talking about Stoughton, the one that he took full on in the face rather than the hands? Or are we talking about that with being hands in the second half? I'm not sure. Nigel will have to let us know. But it was definitely sent three minutes to four this afternoon. So it wasn't from last week. <laughs> what was your view of that Stoughton one, Ian? Is that just a really good block? Because they're yeah, easy, easy players, hands in the air. They, they, they were desperate, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, it moved so quickly. Uh, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't really tell, but... I mean, he went. He held his face, and it wasn't like the old Stephen Taylor, yeah. like ah, oh, that one's hit me in the side type thing. It was he's he's taken one there, Ask yeah. And it only would have been a free kick as well, wasn't it? It was outside yeah, it the box. Yeah, Ask yeah. Is an honest fella. That was uh, definitely face. If he said it's hit him in the face, hit him in the face. Mm. <laughs> Nigel also uh, points out about, and Mark Cooper talked about moving the kickoff time because of the because of the heat. Yeah. What do they do? You think about that? Nigel says, not really practical. <laughs> Would it have been any cooler later in the day? No, it wouldn't have been. We we played, We I, I coached my son's under 10s and we kicked off in Ilchester at 10am in the morning. It was grey and the lads came off after the first quarter, 12 and a half minutes. Looked like they've all just taken a shower. Mm. They were sweating, poor lads. So um, I think any time you played that game during the day, it was going to be horrid. Yeah, I doubt. I mean, the other thing is everyone else to play at yeah. that yeah. time. I think it's just, yeah. It's one of them things and it is, is you're never going to change it. So just deal with it. You know, it's going to happen. You're going to play. You're not moving it for, for the heat. You got to, you got to do it. Um, but yeah, you get it. They, they kept on doing the sensible stuff, didn't they? With the water breaks and stuff, which obviously helps, but um, it was warm. We can say that it was warm. Mm. I, I, so I've written down Joe Day is Grant Smith, Mark Cooper, deal with it. This is yeah, <laughs> punchy stuff from Manly. Like this, yeah. Wow, well, you know you got yeah you got to play right. You just got to play. What were your thoughts on the drum, Rob? I liked it. It was big. <laughs> wasn't it? it was big. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it, it was, was bigger the than the uh, Callum, the lad playing it. I, what I was going to say, I didn't know if the drum was really big or they just had a year eleven banging the drum <laughs> and under sixteen because it, it dwarfed him, poor lad. But um, yeah, look, I thought it was good. They um, they kept it going all game, didn't they? He had a good rhythm when he was doing the sort of slow build-up with the old heartbeat, getting it going when we were taking the corners and whatnot, which was quite fun. Uh, yeah, look, I don't mind that sort of stuff. I thought it was good. I'm not sure how the people that stand behind it or in front of it would feel with it going all game. Um, Nick May over in the terrace over there, he's a miserable old bugger, so he might not like it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was good. It adds to the atmosphere, right? And again, you know, fair play to Mr. Chairman. He's gone out if he's gone out and purchased it and stuck it in there, then you know. Fair play to him, right? He's he's doing his best. Get us a drum, Martin. Get the biggest <laughs> the drum he can find. <laughs> right, I'll show you a drum. Wait till the yeah. gun turns up for the other side. Exactly. I've um I've just got this vision of him like Crocodile Dundee. That's not a drum. Oh, that's a drum. <laughs> you call that a drum? <laughs> yeah, you knew, you knew as soon as he was going to go and get one, it was going to be the biggest thing he could get his hands on, right? Oh, it was never yeah. going to be a, a little percussion. Well, he, he wasn't coming out with a tambourine, was he? Let's be honest. No. <laughs> Reminded me of the um, the old chime on the old um, cinema. Yeah. The, the, old, the, the gong, yeah. The gong. <laughs> Needed a fella in a, yeah, in a yoga 
top or whatnot hitting it and then we would have been there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I thought I thought it added as well. Like there was a yeah. definite sense, especially from kickoff. Yeah. A definite sense of a bit more of an atmosphere, got people singing as well. And it, it just felt like, oh, everyone's a bit more up for this than normal. Because yeah. um, sometimes even though everyone's having a really nice time outside and enjoying it, sometimes it does, I think it feels a little bit like people come in and the footballs maybe doesn't start brilliantly and it gets flat quite quickly, but certainly yeah. seem to keep people's spirits high. Maybe Frank's goal adds to that as well. But yeah, I thought it was, yeah, it was good. Translated well on the on the stream as well. You could hear it quite clearly. So um, yeah, and it definitely sounded, um, I think I said in my match report about being the uh, crowd sounding boisterous to start with. So yeah, no, good. More of it, more of it. Good work, Callum as well. I think he's got a few blisters on his hands for, the, for his troubles, but maybe... Um, Maybe uh, Mr. Elliot will splash out in a couple of gloves for him or something. <laughs> Drumming gloves. They're going to be the biggest gloves. Yeah, you've ever exactly. Seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like David Stevens gloves. Before we go on to the questions, we need to give a shout out to the Yeovil Towns women's team who have gone through the first round, first qualifying round or first round of the FA Cup, beating Mangotsfield Town 5 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were denied their first league win, weren't they, by um the injury to the opposition goalkeeper last last weekend. So yeah, no, well yeah, all credit to them. Right, questions. Yeah, questions. Should we start with Twitter? Do I start with X? Sorry, yeah, X, formerly known as Twitter, and the hashtag never works properly, so I just have to go through them all. Uh, Hugh is Hugh. Has Big Frank now answered the question through the middle or wide? I never thought it should have been a question in the first place. And he's given a bit of an eye roll emoji. Number nine, give him the ball. Yeah, no, I think he's either through the middle, and he he's he's destructive. I think when um, well, the the past few games when he when he's played there, he scored three goals. Um, and I slightly disagree with Mr. Manley's um opinion on him. I gave him a bit of stick for his his performance against uh, against Western on uh, on on Tuesday night. But I thought, yeah, he looked uh, he looked a handful. I didn't think um the, yeah his, his two goals were both fantastic. But I thought he gave them problems as well, and I don't think they enjoyed playing against him. Um, and a man, a man of that size, uh, is going to uh, strike the fear into the hearts of anyone. And 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 they were very young, as um, has been been mentioned. Uh, Eastbourne, uh, a good team, but a very young team. So having someone like him, who's got the experience that he's got and the physicality that he's got, I, yeah, I thought he, um, I thought he did very well. And I would certainly keep on keep on playing him through the middle. I'd be interested to see him, um in a two um, with him and uh, I think it's probably a bit harsh to judge him too much on the second half because of the conditions that there, there were, but um, yeah, I, I thought he, he played alongside um, Ollie Thomas when he came on at, uh, at Haven, but probably unfair to judge anyone on that performance because they were all <laughs> awful. So, um, uh, but, but yeah, I thought, no, he didn't come on. No, he started, Tum- didn't he? They both started. Yeah. He Was it Tunbridge about. where he came on? Tumbridge Ollie came Thomas on came on and, yeah. and, and scored. Um, so yeah, I, I I think a couple of weeks ago, people were questioning his goal return. Can't question it now, can they? 
No, I think we'll be. I think we're. I think we're a better team with him in it, um, and he certainly is undroppable right now. Um, you know, he's on a he's in a decent reign of form. at three and two? So mm. you can't take you out for sure. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's it's abnormal for him to play wide. I think when you look at his, uh, you do a bit of Wikipedia on him or any football manager or championship manager knowledge out there, you see him. He does play wide left or wide right. Um, but I like him down the middle. I thought he did well down the middle against Newport. He was decent in that friendly. He's a big lad, isn't he? Like, I'd hate to play against him um, just because he's 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 quick. He's got decent feet um, and he's direct. So, yeah, you got to keep him in. I do think I do think Jake Hyde deserves some plaudit as well. I mean, that second half when he came on, he does win a lot of headers. And he is another nasty striker to play against. He's got he's got an edge about him, and he won he won four or five flick-ons that went exactly where he wanted him to go. And he just needs somebody to be reading them a little bit more. And you know, in the winter, colder months when it's not as hot, maybe Frank is the man that's reading them because old Heidi does work hard for the team and he does win them. So um, if they can get some form of relationship going, you know, a, a strike force of Hyde and Noble or Murphy. Um, backing him up or new play, Rob. New play, come on. I've been, I've been, I've been corrected on this already, but yeah, new play, new play. Yeah, we look decent, right? And we and and if they can click, we'll look decent. Um, but yeah, I think I think Hyde, he, he, there's a role for him to play too, down the middle. Uh, on that note, there's one from Robin Bachelor. Can we get the fan base to universally accept the pronunciation new play, as in Buble? So his song could be to the tune of Wigfield, Saturday night, and I like the way you move, Big Frank Nublay. Um, I got a um, I got a message out of Foxy after his his, his second goal that just said Frank Bertang, Frank Bertang, Frank Bertang. <laughs> so there you go. There's a there's a, there's a couple of options there, isn't yeah. there? So it's a bit um, less tuneful that one. Bit less tuneful, yeah, absolutely. But um. But yeah, I mean, I struggle to remember it, but then I quite right, uh, quite rightly or quite wrongly, pull Mr. Manley up on it twice now. So um, yeah, you're <laughs> rightly so, rightly so. I should know. I should know. Feel, but, feel um, free to pull me up on anything, Rob. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm regularly pulled up on things. Uh, Ollie Marsh, the master of the uh, Instagram Reels recap. Uh, we've already probably gone through this one, but evening. Can we have a full analysis analysis of Callum Hallett's debut performance, please? We've done a quite thorough one, but I give him a solid uh, six six out of seven. Yeah, fair play, Callum. Or as, as Mark Cooper would say, fine. Yeah, yeah did fine. Fine. <laughs> first half, came into it in the second. Yeah. Uh, question from Mikey Daniel. Evening. Evening. Got to say evening, Rob. Evening. 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 Thoughts on a top six finish, even if we keep conceding soft goals all season, can we rely on simply scoring more or counting on our opponent's fatigue as the season progresses? P.S. I also thought the word was lackadaisical until the last step. There you go. Ben, if you're listening, that one was for you, mate. You're not alone. You're not alone. Um, I, I think we've got enough quality there to certainly be a top, uh, six side. I think we'll get better. I think we have got better um, as the games have, uh, have progressed. Yes, there's still things to do. Of course, there's there's always going to be things to do. But um, somebody said, somebody asked a similar question about what happens when we play better teams. I thought Eastbourne were the best team we played this season. Um, uh, and they, I think they said, that what happens when we play better teams who will punish us? Eastbourne did punish us. 
and we mm-hmm. punish them more. So um, I think, yeah, it's a cliche in it, but if you if you can not play well and still win games, then that's what that's what wins your titles. And uh, come the end of this season, if we make it to the playoffs or whatever it is we we do, I don't think anybody will look back and go, oh well, we didn't play very well at Western Supermare, did we? Yeah. Or we, you know. We, we'll we'll win the games, and if we can if we can win the games at the moment, I think Frank New Newblay said it quite well when he said he didn't say whilst he, he talked about play, winning ugly, but then he said whilst we're improving, and I think that's the thing. I think they are improving as a team, yeah. and they're getting to know each other yeah. a lot better. Yeah, decent decent sides win football matches while they ain't playing well, and we've done we've done that on maybe three occasions, four occasions already this, this season. And those are games we, would have, we wouldn't have won last year or the years before. So we're definitely a decent side. I think to answer his question, I think top six and win the playoffs, happy days, right? Yeah. Like, happy days. No one cares if you finish sixth or second. And if, if you go up, you go up. So I think that's fine. I think um, we're good enough and certainly should be good enough to finish at least bare minimum top so top sort of seven i think anything outside of that we probably underachieve um but you're right i think i think we'll get better as we go right and cooper will cooper will know that if he wants to bring somebody and he knows where we're weak and he knows where we need to improve and i think if he does find some players that can improve us he'll try and get them and it'll just make us even stronger as we go so yeah i think i i take i take top six and uh and a playoff win for sure pre-season i said what i was most looking forward to this season was winning games of football. We're yeah. winning games of football. Don't stop me enjoying it. <laughs> I mean, Mark Cooper said after, he said, we just made so many bad decisions. We did, yeah. I did not think we played well today. I felt we got the job done, but I thought Eastbourne were better than us today. Um, but the one thing he said about the team was that they keep going, they don't give up. And that's a brilliant trait to have in a team, isn't it? To not be able to give up. You know, it's the, the old John Cena adage. Yeah, man, means nothing to me, but yeah. <laughs> um, but improving. Uh, uh, Sam Bailey says, "How many players short are we from being genuine title contenders?" In your opinion, none. <laughs> I think we are. We're, we're I th- three points I th- off the I top. Think we, 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 we've got the players, haven't we? We've yeah. got the players there. It's just those players doing all the things that they need to do. It's the you know, say making the right decisions and not uh, lapsing in concentration. The players mm-hmm. are there, undoubtedly. I think uh, maybe right back is um, fast becoming a position with Jamie Sendall's white. Um, uh, well, Morgan Williams playing wherever he, wherever he's um, he's playing. I think if you put Morgan Williams there. It feels a lot more comfortable. I'm less than convinced about Zach Bell. I mean, he did really well when he came on um, in the second half at Western. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's been a couple of games now where he's um, not quite performed um, to, to what he would want to want to. And I probably said the same about Will Buse in, in after the first couple of games, made a few mistakes, looked a bit shaky and, Mark Cooper said to Ewan, didn't he, on Thursday about that he, he, he's explained to Will Buse why he did what, he, what he's done um, and he's not afraid to make that kind of a decision. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see another right back um, come in at some point, depending on what's happening with Jamie Sendall's wide. But yeah, and whether that means Zach Bell gets some time on a bench or whether that means he goes back to Bristol City, I don't know. But um, 
I think maybe that's a position at the moment. But otherwise, I think pretty well covered until injuries and suspensions kick in. Yeah, definitely a player in. There's definitely a player in Zach Bell. He's definitely there's definitely a player there. He, he's 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 decent and he's had he's had spells. I think you get it with young lads, don't you? I don't know. I don't know if Bell had been out. Had Bell been out anywhere on loan before he came here? I think he had just... a spell at Bath. Bath, yeah, 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 like a couple of games though. That was it. Like this is his first real season being involved in first team competitive football, right? And I think you know what you get with eighteen year old lads like that. You're gonna get you're gonna get up and down. He's probably another one that if he sticks with us longer than past Christmas, he probably comes into it and grows into it. Um, but I guess Cooper's challenge is when you've got three thousand fans in there, sort of baying for wins every week. You you need them lads to sort of grow up and mature on it quite quick. Um, but I think Bell's I think I think Bell's a, a decent player. Um, I, th- yeah, I think yes, but... yesterday I think he was a bit exposed. Because in front of him, he had Sonny Blulow Everton, who's a more attack-minded yeah. midfielder, and he had Jordan Young as well. So he yeah. didn't have a lot of help there in those situations, and it did feel like they doubled up on him yeah. quite a lot. They definitely targeted him, didn't they? Yeah. I don't think he had all the help he necessarily needed from those players who were near him. And at points, it felt a bit finger-pointy as well. I thought yeah. there was a couple of times where Morgan Williams and Josh Staunton both had a bit of a bit of a pop at him for like positioning and that kind of thing, which you know, in the heat of the moment, you you totally get and you totally understand it. But it's like blaming it on your little brother, isn't it? That yeah, he needs a bit of maybe needs a bit of help at, at points. But yeah, I think yeah, right back. If Sendles White's injury is bad, needs something there. And I think the way Mark Cooper spoke about Morgan Williams playing in midfield means that all the other midfielders can bomb on. Um, I th- I don't think I mean, as bad as that f- or as difficult as that period in the first half was. I don't think he's going to suddenly revert back all of a sudden because we've been all right the, the two games before where he's been in there. Yeah, here's a question for the two of you then. When Mark Cooper talked about players making bad decisions, who do you think it was he was talking about? Probably the lads he brought off. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd have said Zach Bell was probably yeah. one of the ones, yeah. and, and, and I do agree. And he was against a good player, but I think that good player didn't look as good when we, yeah. you know, when 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 we changed it. So, and you're right, Ian, that you know all the things he he, he didn't have the help. He was, um... and those two players who came off, yeah, Bell and Sunny, both on that side, both, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. None of them, none of them covered themselves in glory for that that sort of twenty minutes after our first goal on on Saturday. But I think, yeah, if he's if he's referring to any, it's the fellas he's hauled off, right? Um, and again, I guess vindicated in the way that we played in the second and come away with three points. So can't argue. I think just to answer the other guy's question, I think right back definitely is you know you could look at that. It's the obvious one. That defensively, do you go and do you go and find somebody else defensively? Yeah. Um, I thought Staunton played. Stoughton won everything in the air on Saturday. He was quality with the ball in the air. Won every header. Just makes it look so easy with the ball in the air. I think there's a question mark about us with the ball on the floor defensively a little bit. So you could question, I know you guys have talked about it before, haven't you? Do you need to go and find an Owen Bevan-esque sort of centre-half to come in who's got a little bit more pace? But again, could be Morgan Williams in there. I think if there was one other play that you could look at, again, me and me and my friend Tony, who was with me on Saturday, maybe one area that we looked a little bit or could do with is maybe a big ball carrier 
in, in midfield, um, somebody quite direct, big lad. I mean, they're number 15, I think. It was number 15, um, their fellow who... Uche. Uche, yeah. He, you know, six foot plus, pretty comp, pretty happy to sort of steamrolling through in midfield. I think we haven't really got a midfielder like that. Could could be Josh Hours, um, could be. But I think if you wanted to strengthen the legs in there, I'd be looking for that sort of... Uche or an Omar Musa or I was going to say you know, it. <laughs> yeah, Omar Musa or even you know going down the old Woking route, someone like Rowan Ince, like that big sort of six foot two, six foot three, box to box, up and down. That would really that would really help us because I do think that connects the the stuff that Cooper wants to do with winning the ball at the back and taking it forward. Yeah. I think that would help because you've got that guy that can carry it both ways. Um, that would be that would be my other call out somewhere in there like that. There was a point I think I don't know if it was it was either Staunton or Wannell plays the ball into Morgan Williams and a Musa or an Uche turns quickly, yeah. whips it out to the full back and gets it going. But yeah. Williams was closed down really quickly. It was a bit slow. He gets tackled with and yeah. they're right on the edge of our box then. And it is that sort of, yeah, playing out from the back. And, you know, that's whoever's played him the ball, probably their bad decision to play the ball there because, A, it's Morgan Williams and he's got people coming at him really quickly. So, yeah. 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 Maybe. I mean, and and look, Morgan Williams is in my team sheet every week. Mm. If he's fit, he plays. Like, he plays. And for me, he plays at right back or he plays at centre back and he's in. Um, So I don't want it to come across like we're giving him our time because he doesn't deserve it because he does everything for us. But yeah, I think someone sitting in there doing that type of role, yeah, would, would could be something that strengthens us real, real big. A uh, question from Craig McCann. On a scale of one to Ollie Johnson at Tranmere, how good was that Nublé goal? Pretty good. It yeah, was pretty, pretty close good. to Ollie Johnson, I'd say. Yeah, decent. Hell of a finish. A big good. Peter Dinklage, wasn't it? <laughs> big old dink. I'm not sure if that counts as a dinklage. No. Um, uh, question what, 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 what if it's not a dinklage? What is it? A lot. Dink large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dink large. Uh, Clyde Best. Good evening, all. Good evening. Would, Good evening. There you go. Sorry, Rob. Would you be happy for Newport County to recall Joe Day and return no. Ollie Thomas to us, or do you think we're better off as it stands currently? As it stands currently. <laughs> Oh, he's almost can't go in goal, can he? Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that is all of Twitter on the hashtag. Apologies if I've missed any. Uh, oh, wait a second. I've lost my pick. Right. Got a couple on Facebook. Still called Facebook, I think. Uh, John Margett's Frank Newell's second goal was great to watch, but can you remember a slower goal going in than that Olamola against Accrington springs to mind for me? Can't remember a slower one than that. No, I can't either. Mm. I remember. Bar- do you remember Jordan Barnett's against Torquay that was a great goal that went in the top corner, but it felt like it was flying for a really long time. (laughs) Very different kind of goal, but no, Frank's was agonising. Like, I was just like willing it, go on. (laughs) Just like bounce, bounce. (laughs) Can't remember a slow one for for Yo-Yo, but I do remember going to watch a friend of mine, a Notts County fan. I went to watch Notts County in the day, the 
balmy days when they had Sven Goran Eriksson there. We went to Berry and um, Ryan Lowe's. Let's see, the manager at Preston North End now was playing for Berry, and he he against Casper Schmeichel. That's how crazy it was for Notts County, and uh, and he hit a shot, and there was this massive puddle in the middle of the um of the of the of the goal, and it literally trickled through the water and I think the ball it, it did just about cross the line before Casper Michael got back onto it but um yeah that was uh, the slowest one I've ever seen but doesn't relate to Yeovil at all anyway so <laughs> um Hilton Mayston evening all evening evening squad rotation or settled team with the exception of the virtual pitch impositions well discipline and fitness restrict too Hilton's questions are always a little bit like a riddle, aren't they? But um, <laughs> I, so I think he's saying, do we um, uh, do do? Is it better to rotate the squad or have a settled team? Um, and I think he's talk. He's trying to. He's called them oh, virtual pitches. pitches. Yeah. yeah, to try and prevent you banning him from saying it, um, <laughs> and then asking whether our discipline and fitness will mean that we c- can't have a settled team. I think that's what he's asking. Anyway. A settled. Go on, Ian. You go. I was, it's, I was going to say it's a good question because I, I'm crying out for us to name the same team and not have to make changes. And I think it's the first time actually after the game where Mark Cooper said how he's annoyed at having to make changes because sometimes he can feel a bit tinkermanny. But I mean, he had to do it this weekend. But it can feel like sometimes it's like he names the same eleven but puts them all in different positions. Um, so I and I think when we've been successful. It's always been, we know 1 to 11, we know exactly where they're playing and exactly what they're doing, and it works. So I think there is some in that. But equally, if we don't perform or people get lots of yellow cards, we are going to have, <laughs> we're inevitably going to have to make those changes. But it's about, I think it's about having the right people to come in at the right, right time. Yeah. I mean, he's got a squad there, right? He's mm. got he's got a decent he's got a decent set of tools to to pick from. Um, I think I would always I would always side on this on the air of settled back four or settled defence, settled back five with the keeper, um, and then see what works in front of you. But the more you play these players together, the easier it's going to be for them to figure out how they play together and how they work together and each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? So. I think there's definitely something to be said for trying to, if something's working, then stick with it, um, mm. would be my view. But he's got he's got a decent set of tools in his toolbox. So, you know, we've probably not been in that position before where he can take someone out and put it in. It doesn't severely hamper us. So he's going to need them all at some point. Show us your tools, Cooper. Show us your tools. That's everything from Facebook. I found another one on Twitter, oh, uh, which is cool. quite a good one. Uh, evening. This is from Mike, YTFC Mike. After a manic start to the season, nine games in five weeks, are you guys looking forward to a slightly calmer schedule? How much do you think the side will benefit from having less midweek games? After, sounds like that what they what they put in on Saturday, I imagine they'll be very glad not to have a midweek game uh, yeah. this, this week, certainly. Um, there is a... SMPC coming up, isn't there? At some point, I can't remember exactly when, but um, I imagine yeah. there'll be players who aren't uh, playing will will probably feature more heavily in that. But yeah, I think um, it has been a frenetic start. Um, I, I think having a week off, a week off, 
but not having that midweek game allows you to do other things on the training pitch as well, doesn't it? Whereas if we were playing Tuesday, they'd have been in today for some sort of recovery session and then Monday would have been whatever and then Tuesday morning a light session before the game and you've got Wednesday off, whereas at least then you get you know a solid week of you know doing sort of meaningful I think it's picking up those errors and those mistakes and you know perhaps a bit more analysis I don't know but yeah I think they'll be glad of a few days Um, especially I can't imagine it was easy to train the last seven days in the crazy heat yeah definitely I think to be fair I think um I think it's good for us all to have a little bit of a break, right? And and sort of take stock on on how the start has been because it has been manic, and it might be quite nice to have a Saturday off as well coming coming up soon as well, just to get a, get away. But um, yeah, I, I, giving them some time to work on the training ground, I think it's important because there definitely is kinks to get our iron out, right? And I think Cooper knows exactly where they are. He he talks about knowing what or, or or seeing what he sees. So I think giving them a week to to really tighten it up is is perfect for him right now. Um, those those Saturday Tuesdays in that heat and whatnot, hard going. So uh, hopefully they make the most of it, right? Hopefully. Bring on the AFC Stoneham. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Get, to that, get to that one on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, thank you very much for the chat, gentlemen. A pleasure. As always. Thanks for having me, guys. Solid debut, Rob. Yeah. I enjoyed it, you know. A, bit, a little less pressure. We're trying to... Um, pull players out the back of your app but yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it's good it's good you guys are doing a cracking job with it so it's just nice to be asked and you must have been down a proper list having to call on my uh on my expertise to come on this <laughs> everybody else must have been busy but yeah happy to get the call up and um yeah try and get that hat trick ball on this before i get the hat trick ball on the former quiz championist <laughs> you'll be back fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did fine yeah. again ropey first half but came into it in the second <laughs> yeah Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers, guys. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal! 